0: Abuse, rape, or trauma are things that happen to people who are victims at that very moment. Child or adult, there's nothing you could have done to prevent the atrocity. But when it's over, the healing must begin.
1: It gets every day.
0: You have inner beauty. You have inner worth and value. Framing your past as your past and leaving it there will help you to frame your future and lead you to the place where you belong with A Woman's Soul Restored. Here's Latanya Hendry
1: Hello and welcome to A Woman's Soul Restored. Today, we have an interesting podcast for our listeners. We have a panel discussion. We have some interesting women here that's going to share some of their stories, and we're going to hear some insights on the before and what we feel the heights and lows have been with domestic violence from maybe even 10 years out until today. So we have four panelists that will be helping us in this discussion. At First, we have Lady Katrina Smith. Katrina Smith is actually the information specialist for Sisters Helping Sisters Social Organization for Women here in Savannah. We have Melanie Mason with Rise Up to Build Up, and she will let us know more about her organization and how it came about. We have Minister Shondell Walker. Powerful woman of God who is a naturalist, among other things, and she will let us know more about her business and her personal story with domestic violence. And lastly, we have Lady Veronica Stanford, who has written a book recently and former military, and she will give us her story um, and join in on the panel. So let's just dive right in. First, I would like to thank you, ladies, for. Just saying yes to doing this discussion, Um and how this came about. Because recently I saw a story that one of my former guests shared, Kim- Kimberly Clark Webb. She shared a story about this pastor that killed his wife, and it was a domestic violence situation. And people don't like to talk about the church stuff. You know, when we talk about. When we want to talk about it, we talk about the home stuff, but it doesn't broaden out past home. So we want to just talk about the plights of domestic violence, um, the past, and where we are today with even response times and sensitivity training as far as officers are concerned. So I would just like you all to start, if we could start with Shondell. If you could tell us a little bit about your story, um, what you would like to share, and about your book, because you did write a book as well.
0: I wrote a book called Full of Tears, and Full of Tears was... It was me being full of tears, starting out as being sexually abused by a pastor. What actually began in a church when I was a young girl, actually about the age of 11, is actually when it first happened. And so uh, the domestic side of it hit. I still say to this day, it stemmed from it. Because of low Mm -hmm. self-esteem, it rolled over into my dating years. Mm -hmm. And so in dating, Mm -hmm. uh, my situation in particular was that we went out and we came back, and I wouldn't do what he wanted me to do. And he hit me. And Mm -hmm. when he hit me, I literally hit the couch. And Mm -hmm. I remember hitting the couch, but I'll never forget. My grandfather used to always say, he would say, if a man ever hit you once, Mm -hmm. he'll hit you again. So just remember, act like you're on fire. Stop,
2: Mm -hmm. rock, and roll. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Very interesting. Um, I was told the same thing about um, if a guy hits you once, they'll hit you again. Especially with our young people, you know, in that phase where a guy just, you know, push you a little bit. And we think it's cute. Um, I know when it first happened to me with my daughter's father, I thought it was cute. You know, he would just, but the pushes start getting more intense. And like, oh girl, he just love you. And and that's just love hits. No, it's not love hits. It's not love hits. Because like you said, and like your grandfather told you and my grandmother told me, once they do it once, I think it's a way to test the boundaries just to see what you take and if you take that extra push and if you take it harder the next time and harder the next time it it's just a test to see what you will take. So at this time we're going to go to Melanie. Hi Melanie and welcome again. Um tell us a little bit about your story.
2: Well, good evening and thank you for having me. My uh, abuse actually started when I was a young child. Um I was adopted. And my adoptive mother was very abusive. So from the age that I can really remember, at four or five years old, being abused, um, being beaten, Mm -hmm. um, at that time, I was the the only child. But as I got older, uh, she began to adopt other children. Mm -hmm and for me um well she adopted she actually adopted three sets of children mm-hmm. and um <clears throat> each each set was biologically blood sister or brother so i was the only one without someone that i could call my own mm-hmm. and so um as teenagers uh she really abused us girls um she was way more lenient with the boys. Mm. And so um, as I I left home at the age of 19, um, right after graduation, and I moved to Atlanta of uh, all places to go. And um, for me, it was um, a way to, to get away from the abuse, the psychological um, mm-hmm. abuse, the mental abuse. And um, upon me uh, getting to Atlanta, Uh, I did get pregnant and so at that time I had no idea of how to be a mother or I had no idea of how to be me and so um, my first husband um, was very abusive also and so that was years of um, domestic violence with that Um, again not only physical but mental abuse of financial um, abuse Mm -hmm. Um, we have I have six children but five of the children are his and so we've had our fair share of moving from place to place apartment to apartment hotels Um, we we've had our share of that Mm -hmm. and I think what really broke the straw with me with him was um, I was pregnant with my youngest daughter, um, probably about six months pregnant. We had um, a terrible, terrible argument. Mm-hmm. And that day, I remember um, falling down to the floor, covering my stomach so that he mm-hmm. wouldn't kick me in the stomach mm-hmm. with my baby. And, um, you know, and of course, we, we still stayed together a few years after that. But eventually, uh, we got divorced, and um, I married <laughs> uh, my second husband. Now he wasn't physically abusive, but there was the uh, the mental abuse mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And so, and actually, our divorce ended. <clears throat> um, there's one thing I have to that I have to say when it comes to abuse that if you have not. Taking the time to seek counsel mm-hmm. um, and I say that because all these years from childhood to teenage to young adult um, I didn't realize how angry I was mm-hmm. until I started having my my children and then um, you know with my second husband um, I ended up catching a, a felony charge because of a a situation Mm -hmm. Um, so it landed me with um, felony charges Mm -hmm. and um, you know and then after that you know we got divorced but but still um, you know as Chantel said you know you have the memories Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um, you have the the mental Mm -hmm. um, stigma that follows you you know if you haven't dealt with things, you know, properly, and if you haven't, you know, um, had someone to talk to or just to encourage you, you know, those mental issues Mm -hmm. still follow you. Yes. And so, so yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. You could heal from physical, Mm -hmm. but the mental, because that's in your mind, it stays with you. Yes. And past the scars and past the physical pain. The mental pain takes a lot longer if you don't address it. If you don't talk to someone, seek professional counseling to help with that, it manifests itself in other ways. And at this juncture, we're going to switch to Lady Veronica and let her tell us a little about her story, uh, what she would like to share today.
3: Um, I think my abuse started really with my grandmother. My grandmother um was very abusive to me. Um, which led into sometimes we think, you know, when when we grow up with that type of abuse we think that's someone showing love. Mm-hmm. That's a sign, you know, of love until we get a little bit older mm-hmm. wisdom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um my real first experience far as in a relationship was my children's father. Um, he would physically um, abuse me, um, verbally abuse me, and um, you know I felt I had to take it because I wanted, you know, for my children, yes. and um, I really didn't have anywhere to go because I didn't have that family support,
1: mm-hmm.
3: you know. So, um, trying to. Be there for him because I knew he had his own type of abuse, mm. and you know we do that sometimes. Yes, trying yes. to help heal somebody mm-hmm. that's 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 broken, yes. and we've broken ourselves. Yes, yes. yes. So um, that went on. We stayed married for about five years, and um, like Melanie said, what broke the straw for me was um, one night uh, we were living um, in townhouse apartments off of Mill and um, I had on a shirt of his and he told me to take it off and I didn't have anything else on under it. And he was like, well, you told me the next time I was physical with you that you were gonna kill me. And so he went in the kitchen and I heard him rambling through the drawer to get mm-hmm. a knife. So I ran out the door and I ran over to my neighbor which was the, actually the office manager. Mm-hmm. And um, they let me in their apartment. And he stood outside in front of me and took the butcher knife and cut his wrist in front of me.
0: Mm.
3: And from that moment on, I knew I, I had knew. to get away yes. because he could have easily. I didn't think in my heart that he would hurt our children because they were in the bed mm-hmm. sleep. But he could have easily went back in that apartment and stabbed them. Yes. And so from that moment on, um, that yes. was um, 2000. That was yeah, in 2000. Yeah, I had to... Um, Make a decision mm-hmm. to uh, leave that situation. Mm-hmm. In 2001, mm-hmm. we got
1: divorced. Gotcha. 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 Um, at this time, we'll shift to Katrina Smith, which really did not know she was going to be in on the podcast, but we needed the extra person. Um, we had somebody that was not able to attend today, so God works in mysterious ways. Here she is, and she's going to share. A little bit of her story at this time. So, Katrina, welcome.
4: Hi, everybody. This is Katrina Smith. Um, my abuse happened when I was in my first marriage in the church. A deaconess, and he was a deacon in my twenties. Started out really. Well, but in the latter part, you know, when the Holy Spirit lives in your house, when the person comes in the house, if they've done something wrong, it's going to disrupt it. Mm-hmm. You'll notice it. Mm-hmm. And if it's either of us doing what's right, it's going to stay sweet. So anyhow, it got to that point where house got very cold. Not like a refrigerator cold. Mm -hmm. The spirit of coldness in there. Um. He brought a knife in my house. I did the cooking. Um. I really didn't think nothing about it. His mother, he said his mother gave it to him. It looked long as a machete. Like this long and ham half the length extra sharp. My words to him, while I'm cooking, I said, that looks like I'm a shagaloo, like you can kill somebody with it. Didn't know it was intended for me. Honestly. This happened after he took out a big insurance out on him, myself, and my daughter through the county where he worked at the time. Which he asked me, did I want to know how much was it? I said, no, because I don't want you to ever think that I will hurt you. Mm-mm. You know? Mm-hmm. I loved this man. Not like him. I loved him. The way the words say, to love my husband. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How I came to that, I had to ask God to teach me how to be a wife to my own husband. And not go by my auntie and my uncle. And them. Because when I got grown, I found they were being abused. Mm. You know, they know that. But I doted over them because I looked at from the outside looking in. Mm -hmm. That's why we got to learn to be our own mate to Mm -hmm. our own husband. And he learned to be a husband to his own wife. Mm -hmm. So the knife got missing for for some weeks. And I spoke out in the air and I said, Lord, where is that knife? I want to know where that knife is. My husband came home that afternoon kissed him dinner is already ready hot coming through the door. This every day from here not out of fear from here mm-hmm house together from here mm-hmm. not out of fear from here things fine get to the kitchen though look oh. I believe he went in the room I'm sorry and he came back to me and said do you want to know where that knife is? I said, yeah, I want to know where that knife is. He said, well, if it's underneath my pillow. And if you should bump me in your sleep, I'm going to kill you with it. You don't believe me? Go in there and say, I said, boy, please. I went in there and looked. Lifted the pillow up and there was a the knife.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Mind you, I made that bed up that morning. Because I'm the last one to get up. Okay. And what I did was I put my hands on my face and said, I'm sleeping with the enemy and loving it. Mm-hmm. And you would think somebody would come and simply say, you know what, I'm going to keep sleeping on the couch for right now. No. God gave me boldness mm-hmm. to ask him to give me the capacity to sleep on the edge of the bed and not bump him in my sleep. Mm-hmm. I slept like that for two whole weeks. Didn't stop being a wife. Didn't stop doing what I was supposed to do. Didn't stop praying. I was praying prior to because it prepared me for that day. Mm-hmm. And I got to say this. My neighbor, who was a, a member of my church, advised me. And I was hurt that my husband was accusing me of singing. He was a big brother to me. Mm-hmm. I never had when I told him the issue I had with my husband, he said, I don't know what to tell you. Just pray for your husband. That's all he ever told me. He never said nothing bad about him." Mm-hmm. And I took it to heart. Now, if I hadn't, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't see none of y'all today. None of y'all today. Mm-hmm. I declare I wouldn't. I slept today it for two whole weeks. And one morning when I woke up, the Lord said, get the knife. He was in the bathroom getting ready for work. Went in the kitchen, started cooking with it. He opened the door looked at me, cooking. I'm like, what? Didn't have no attitude? Still being mean. You would think that will cause me to stop. No. Stayed there longer. He woke up on the other side of whatever the day one day we had our neighbor's daughter over. Fussing. He said, you don't love me? You don't love me? I said, no, you don't, because I was making up my mind on, how am I going to get out this man's house?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: You know? Uh, so he had a 9mm gun, semi-automatic, in the room. He has a hot temper. So he went into the bedroom, brought it back to the kitchen. He told me, you believe it? I don't love you? I'm going to show you, I'm going to blow my brains out. He did like this right here. Cocked it. And I'm going to be honest with you. My first thought was, he's going to mess up my beautiful refrigerator. I had more concern about a refrigerator than his brains. Because I knew he didn't love me.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Then I thought about I said, well, the police are going to think that I'm going to kill this man. I'm going to jail. Mm-hmm. So when he finally put it to his head and I came back to our conversation, I believed him. I started hyperventilating. He put down the gun and said, What's wrong with you? <laughs> I can't breathe. I'm sounding just mm-hmm. like this. And he took me to the back door, and I believe, God, that when you open the door, when it hits my face, I'm going to be able to breathe. I did. And that was the straw that did it for me.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Mind you, I've been through verbal abuse with him, telling me that I'm ugly, that I'm fat. I was less than 200 miles mm-hmm. in. He said, I would never have a, a man like him. Praise God! I don't want one like him. Don't hate him now. Forgive him. Financial abuse. He said, "Oh, you don't want to work? You it. Know, if I can't work during the day, I can't work during the night." Now I guess you want to pay all the bills. He he was able to pay them all, but what did you expect me to do? What did you expect me to do? But yeah, God gave me the courage to pack light, cause my, I didn't. I wasn't raised up in a verbal. Abusive house my mother then was but they broke that mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. broke that mm-hmm. they didn't extend that to us mm-hmm. and they instilled it in us that no we don't play that over here a man putting their hands on you because she told my ex-husband look Don't hurt my daughter you don't want her, Give her back the same way you found her. Mm-hmm. and I praise God for this because if you I just want you to know, if you ever be in a household and you're in a relationship, please, if your atmosphere in your house feel cold, cold in spirit, please, you're in a very dangerous situation, please get out. Pack light, don't look back, don't give no,
1: ex- nothing, just go. Seek help. And that's the thing about leaving. And sometimes as women, we make the mistake of trying to leave during an argument, which is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Never try to leave during an intense situation where anything can happen. Yeah. Because you're not in the right frame of mind. That person is not in the frame of mind because both of y'all are arguing. You, the, the the natural response is flight, mm-hmm. but... You don't need to fight or fight. You need to be still mm-hmm. and wait for an opportunity when it's safe to leave. Don't try to leave at that moment because statistics show that women have been murdered trying to get away during the course of an argument. Mm-hmm. The children had to witness their mother being killed during the course of an argument. That's traumatic on that child, and then that mother's not here anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking case in point with my own mother, which died at the hands of domestic violence from my father. Um, I never got to know her. One picture of her, that I treasure that picture, um, because that's all I have of her. But because she wanted the family, like Veronica Mm -hmm. said, she wanted, um, because she had four daughters, and two of the daughters was my father's, me and my older sister. She wanted to be with that one. You know, She didn't want to go to another relationship. So she stuck it out, but in the midst of sticking it out, he beat her while she was pregnant with twins mm-hmm. and ended her life mm-hmm. through, through just malice and, and collected the insurance and didn't even bury her. My grandmother had to bury my mama. He had done already, moved on to another family. So it's domestic violence is, and we're going to pick this up in the next segment um, next week because... We are about to end this segment, so we want to continue this discussion to talk about the misconceptions about domestic abuse. People think it's just a hitting, but it goes deeper than that. So join us next week as we pick up the discussion from where we've heard the individual stories. And now we want to get input on where the strides with domestic violence have um, went from years ago to where they're at now. We want to get in depth with that so this is Latanya hendry and we're ending for this week um contact me on um, email at a woman's soul restored at gmail.com or on my facebook page named the woman soul restored as well so until next week you all have a blessed week